Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. My name is David Nagel, and I'm the best-selling author, speaker, and founder of Life Is Now Incorporated, a global coaching company that has literally helped the clients I work with generate tens of millions of dollars in revenue. As a result, we work with some amazing, great, high-profile clients, some people you probably don't even know about as well. And I've been featured in some of the world publications like Forbes, CBS, NBC, Wall Street Journal, Inc., Entrepreneur, and Fox. I have a universal law and neuroscience-based approach to business success that I want to share with you. My mission in life is to help as many business owners as I can achieve personal freedom and create a world-class service for their clients. Because David, he's like always dropping these pearls of wisdom that are so direct. David is somebody who not only gets people results, he has a giant heart. He can state three sentences and it's like all three can, can be life-changing. He truly cares. You can really tell that he tell he teaches us to learn how to be authentic and he really is authentic. Welcome everyone to a very special training hosted by David Nagel called How to Navigate Uncertainty During a Crisis. My name is Steph Tuss. I'm CEO for David and I'll be your co-host slash moderator on today's training. Well, first I'd like to welcome everyone to this call. Um, it's been a topic that David's been wanting to talk about again for a long time. If some of you have been following us for a while, you know that he originally did How to Navigate Uncertainty back in April of 2020, right when the pandemic hit and everyone's businesses were, were shutting down and shuttering um, due to the, the stay-at-home orders. And we find ourselves in a little bit different situation, but actually not quite so different. Still a lot of uncertainty all over the world. I saw someone from, I think, Vasari from Lithuania um, on here. So those of you who are international, thanks for staying up late to join us today. We appreciate your time and we certainly won't waste it. For those of you who are new to David, he's been in the professional and personal growth industry for over 20 years. He's highly respected. You won't find a negative review. Um, He's been doing this a really long time and he's experienced a lot. He's very, very well read and he's really well known as the guy you go to when you've tried every strategy out there, but you realize it's what's going on between your two ears that needs to be addressed. So today we're going to dig into some really deep mindset around how to navigate uncertainty. We've got some things that we've promised that I'm going to read off to you because I want to make sure we deliver that. We're going to be teaching you how to evaluate a situation so you can make a decision based in truth rather than fear. How to regulate and control your own emotions in the face of uncertainty, which is always super difficult. How to tap into your own innate resourcefulness and think outside the box, which is required right now. It's absolutely required for you to think outside your box, especially when you're trying to grow your business. And then fourth, how to help others navigate fear and hysteria. How many of you on this call are either parents or CEOs, you manage a team, you deal with people on a daily basis. Yeah, so it's just as equally important that you manage your own fear and hysteria, but that you also know how to help someone else navigate theirs because you're affected by it. 
At the end of the training today, we've got a special bonus teaching. David's going to share one of his back pocket super secret how to navigate uncertainty strategies. So please make sure you stick around the whole time. We are slated for one hour for this, um, and we tend to use every single second of it. I will stop talking so we can get started. And just know that we will not be monitoring chat. So if you have a question for David, he won't see it on chat. I know as soon as I start asking him questions, he's gonna go crazy with answering that and he's not gonna take the time to break that up by answering questions. However, if you have a question, you can post it in our private Facebook group. That Facebook group is titled Transformation 2021. It's our, our big one and only Transformation 2021 Facebook group. If you post questions in there, we will answer. So team, if you could post, thank you, Liz Kelly. She posted the link in chat. Please go, feel free to go and type any questions there and David and our team will absolutely get to those and answer them for you. Because I know this is a really hot topic and can be kind of confusing and leave you wondering and with questions. All right, you ready to get started, David? I'm ready. All right, so it's been a pretty surprising 18 months. <laughs> so much has changed in the world, how people do business, how they connect as a team. I mean, we've gone from in-person office spaces to complete virtual workspaces. Um, how we keep our families safe, how we navigate schools, how we navigate shopping, how we get goods delivered, pretty much everything has changed. And when a lot of change happens, a level of uncertainty begins to permeate the air. And uncertainty in a lot of people can create paralysis, um, the inability to make a decision. It brings in lots of confusion. And then all of a sudden, what starts to happen is your business stops growing. You start becoming full of anxiety maybe even some low-level depression. You begin to not be able to see the vision for yourself or your future. And what we wanna do is get you back on solid ground so that you can feel that way again. Just out of curiosity, in chat, how many of you have experienced some kind of, you know, at least medium-sized level of anxiety with what's going on in the world today? Just, just type me in the chat or yes, just so we get an idea. So many. Same is true for me. David, the chat's lighting up. Can I see you see it. it? Yeah, I see it. Okay. See it. So let's just do this. Do you want to start off by talking about this so we all start on the same page? <laughs> How have you seen what's going on in the world impacting business? Well, I think it's a very interesting situation uh, that we're facing, and I've been watching it very closely ever since we were introduced to the idea that um, we were in a pandemic and it was a dangerous pandemic. And one of the things that occurred to me was the time in history in which it was actually happening, um, what our ability was uh, technologically and from a science perspective to overcome this um, in the world. And then it was really interesting to, to start from a place where most nobody knew anything about this and we're in a process where everybody's learning at the same time. Now, what has emerged since then has been absolutely fascinating and is really starting to um, turn the tides on a lot of people that are extremely smart around the world as far as what their opinion is about, um, about the situation. So let me just talk about that for a second. What's interesting about this is the way in which the global leaders of the world are dealing with this. And generally, um, the consensus is that it's not very good, and it's causing a lot of problems in a lot of communities globally. So as I began to look at this, I was thinking to myself, because I know that there's tons of people that go down the conspiracy route. 
I'm not one of those people. And the reason that I'm not one of those people is because generally, when something like this happens on the scale that it's happening, the amount of people that would need to be involved in a conspiracy of that size without anybody finding out about it for real, it's almost impossible. I mean, the odds are just astronomically not in favor of that happening, um, no matter what's behind it. But, but the way people react to it is very predictable based on the way that they react to life in the microcosm of life. Um, usually shows up in the macro in various different ways, but we're experiencing something that we've never really experienced before all at the same time. The level of global fear about what's happening. And the reason for the level of, the level of global fear about what's happening, and I'm not just talking about the pandemic, I'm talking about governments, I'm talking about individual uh, hotspots in the world that are militarily um, in, 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 you know, inflated right now, uh, the positions behind all of that stuff, there is an amount of fear that we've never seen before. And it's growing, 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 and it's perpetuating to the very ends of all public life. Because the people that control the media in almost all areas are very focused on what the people at the top, the, the message that they want to get out. Now, I am not saying that I agree or disagree with anything anybody's doing. What I'm here to do today is to really try to help you think for yourself. Because if I take a side in any direction, that's not okay. Not, it's not okay for what I do. I want to teach people how to think so that they can really think and not be controlled by their own biases in life. And that actually takes some effort and it takes some knowledge. If people understood this, we would probably not be in the positions that we're in today. So we must understand first and foremost that if a person has not trained themselves to think in a successful and logical way, they are preempted by their own biases. Once we get outside of normal reality, so let's, let's go back two years, okay? Relatively, what were we thinking about two years ago before we knew what the pandemic was? Was, that, was the world in as much fear as it is now? No, not even close. So when something comes in that is similar, that is affecting everybody, almost exactly the same way, where it literally touches, number one, the threat of human life, Number two, now think about this one, the way we have not only learned but been trained about how to survive in this world because the pandemic affects everything about distribution. And according to what the, the, all the different ways the world is looking at trying to, to solve this problem, one of the ways that's in their mind is when they do lockdowns, it completely affects distribution because people can't go to work, people can't contribute, people can't get into situations where they can get in think groups to help solve problems. It's a horrific idea. So then people are like, how am I going to survive? And we come out and we go back in and it's like nobody knows what the hell they're doing. And then you have a lack of consistent and open information globally, which means that people, granted, they, nobody knew how to handle this as they went. But the lack of transparency and when mistakes happen and just coming out three, four, ten weeks later and saying that something is different without giving any explanation, without any kind of apology, without any kind of transparency, causes a level of mistrust in individuals. It causes them to think, what the hell is actually going on? So it breeds, it feeds into, into people's mistrust of different things already. So let's think for a moment. 
How do we take responsibility for ourselves so that we can lift ourselves up to a different level of awareness and we can actually see, number one, what are we actually capable of doing in ourselves to manage our own thought process and then to logically look at things outside of an internal bias, which is not 100% for anybody, by the way, and then make decisions based on facts and not BS. And then how do you find facts? Because that's also another problem today. So first of all, number one thing is this. If you look at the formulation for human life, Human life relies upon parents. It relies on a parental dynamic to get its needs met for a long number of years within the period of time from when somebody is first formed until they're born and then they're able to take care of themselves. In the first seven years of that time, all the information that's going into their subconscious mind, which is our, like our hard drive program as to how we think and what we think about, is given to them without any bit of critical thinking. Therefore, once the person reaches an age of seven where critical thinking starts, and, it, and, and really, we firmly develop it somewhere in our 20s, okay? The information that is in our subconscious mind is telling us how to think about what we're experiencing in our environment. So if I see something, right, like if, if my parents tell me if I grow up learning that this is a marker, I only know it's a marker because that's what they told me it was. I only know how things work because that's what they told me. The, generally, by experience, unless I've had a variety of different experiences, which, which is not most people experience, they only know the world based on what they learned and what they experienced and how they shaped their mind around that. So everybody has an internal bias which means that you see things very specific to how you developed in your mind. It doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It just means that's the way that it is. As we start to think for ourselves, if we don't learn any way of saying to ourselves, is this actually true? Because for a huge number of people, instead of saying, is this actually true? They form an unconscious opinion and then they say, I'm right even when they're proven wrong. We have seen this throughout history. Throughout history, people will stick to their beliefs about things and they're flat wrong up until their death. Up until their death. So we know how important bias is in the human mind. Why would somebody do that? Because if they weren't taught how to think and they were taught by a very rigid structure of what is and what isn't, generally that was linked to life and death in their childhood somewhere. The association between how to stay safe and how to think and how to perceive their world was given to them by a very rigid set of rules, generally by their parents, their church, their education, whatever dynamic it was that they, that they grew up in. And maybe in that small ecosystem, it worked. Maybe there was a threat in that ecosystem where it was valid. But generally, what ends up happening is that how you survive your childhood is not the way that you're going to navigate yourself through your adult life. It's a very different set of circumstances. Number one, the authority in your childhood was your parents. You could only do so much because they were the authority. They told you what to do. They had some kind of control over you, which was good because they were supposed to teach you how to be able to go through the world productively. But if that didn't happen, 
the, the emotional patterns and the belief patterns that you developed as a child, when you move out on your own, you start to see the world through that filter. And it's only the bias of the world you came from, not the world you're moving into. What's the danger of this? The danger of this is that your subconscious mind does not know how to deal with the unknown unless you train it to deal with the unknown. So what does it do with the unknown? It perceives things in the other, on the, in, as the unknown is a threat. And how are you taught to deal with the threat? However you learn to deal with it in your childhood. So what are you, what is your mind trained to see already that you're not aware of? It is trained to see anything outside of what you know that keeps you safe, and you possibly will take that and turn it into something that it's not because you actually haven't investigated it. Number two problem is that how have we learned to listen to authority, and you need to write this down. Who are you putting as an authority as far as the information that you get into your life? Who's the authority of that information? And ask yourself, is it true? And can you literally trust that authority? Very often, a person's authority is the, another person in their family or a neighbor, somebody that has no idea, that's in the same situation as them, that has the same bias as them. Now, why do so many people do that? Because it's comfortable. It's much easier to hear someone you know say that they believe this, even if they're flat wrong, than to hear somebody you don't know say something that's the complete opposite and they might be right. Because again, you're dealing with something that's unknown. So we have to be very careful that we're not allowing biases to take over our thinking. There's two things that you can ask yourself to prevent this. What is true about this? Another version of that one is this. Is this true? Now, you, these are interchangeable, right? So. If you know that there's something that makes a lot of sense to you, but there's something off, you can ask yourself what is true about this, right? And then verify. You have to verify that something is true. If it's something that you're not familiar with, it's coming from an unknown source, right? Ask this. Is this true? Is this true? You have the right to ask, is this true? If somebody gives you information that you don't know, you should be asking, is it true? Blind faith is never good for anyone. For anyone. Okay, is this true? Now, another thing is this. What is my bias that keeps me safe? What is my bias that keeps me safe? So even though this is something uncomfortable to ask yourself, it's very important in learning how to think. And here's the great thing. You don't need to share this piece with anybody if it makes you feel vulnerable, but you need to start exploring it, right? Simply sit down by yourself and ask yourself, what are all the things in life that make me feel unsafe? And start writing those down. And then as you go through them, ask yourself, why do I feel unsafe with these things? Primarily, primarily they fall into two categories. One, experience in not being safe with those things. And if, they're, if it's not experienced, the idea is because it's a lack of control and it's unknown. So people that have deep fear want to control all the time. How many of you just love to be able to control? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're willing to admit you love to be in control. Most people love to be in control. 
We know what to do. We know how to respond. We can expect things, right? It gives us a feeling of safety and certainty. When somebody does something and says, you have to do this, or it affects you in some way, it makes you feel out of control. You see? So when you feel out of control, number one, that could be good, it could be bad. You don't know. So you have to verify. What you don't want to do is to create a story when you're in a place of bias, because that could be very detrimental to you in many different ways. If you create a story, I don't care how much you say you believe it, if you have not completely verified it, you've created it with your imagination out of a belief that is somewhere in your past. That is absolutely 100% correct. Now let's think about this. The information that you have, everybody has different information on how to move through the world. We all have different beliefs. Some are similar, some are completely different. That's fantastic, right? That's how things can change. That's also how things can change for the best. But we live in a world now where that's not okay. We live in a world where extremes on all different ends are turning people that believe differently into something that shouldn't be here. Something that's not good. And that's not, that, is, that is completely against everything that brings people together. We do not see much leadership bringing people together these days. And division is the worst thing. Forget policy. If we don't have, if we don't have a unity between people, we have a big problem. That's our biggest problem that we're facing right now, regardless of what people think, is division. Division of people within our own countries, division with people all around the world. If we cannot come together, we can't accomplish anything because we're constantly fighting the bias of people we disagree with. We've completely forgotten that it's okay to disagree peacefully without destroying somebody else, without verbally destroying somebody else. And the media in all kinds of countries has learned that they can become billionaires by pushing that agenda on people that don't know how to think. All these media companies, especially in America, are all one-sided. In totalitarian countries, it's one-sided. They control how you think. And then when you have big tech companies really censoring thought, they're pushing one idea. Not good. Not good. Because we cannot come together when that happens. We can't think. So it doesn't matter what you agree with or not. Um, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you have to understand why you're thinking what you're thinking. Because if you're forming an opinion based on what other people believe, that's very dangerous for the individual. Now, now think, I want you to think about something. You might think to yourself, oh, I'm not forming an opinion on what other people believe. Where are the facts that you've gathered and where did they come from? And have they been peer-reviewed facts? Are, they, are you letting people look at it and tear things apart so you can actually see what's true and what's not true? Most people do not understand the level of manipulation that can cause somebody else to get a thought into your mind. What we know is this. Fear and suffering are the two most potent ideas that literally open a person's mind to any kind of crazy message. If you keep a person in fear or suffering or both, the natural biological impulse from us, forget your thinking, is to, to find something that feels good, that feels safe, that feels certain. So, so actually, our own biology is pushing us toward something that we can relate to 
that feels like it gives us some kind of control so we can grab onto something. So the first thing would be thoughts that seem similar to our own bias. That would be the first thing that we let in. Or opposing thoughts that threaten that bias. So then what happens is we start forming opinions and stories that are completely made up in our imagination based on what other people think and say. You have to know that because that's how they manipulate. That's how, that's how they've manipulated for hundreds of years. Let me just give you the this, this scientific breakdown on this. It's not that complicated. I'm going to show you something. So for 22 years, I've been people, helping people build businesses, really productive businesses all over the world, following this idea. Because most people, I mean, everybody is, is, is special, important. Everybody has a purpose in life. And whether they find that and follow it really depends on do they know how to think. If you were given information from your childhood that you're stupid, that you're bad, that you're ugly, that you're an idiot, that you're not smart, that you can't do anything, and that got programmed into your mind, very often you will not follow the path to your purpose. It will completely lock you down into whatever you think you deserve. Now, when you're an adult, how does that message get in where a person literally gives up logical thinking in order to follow some kind of narrative that makes absolutely no sense. Check this out. Now, in, in normal times, everything's cool. Nobody's afraid, everything's cool, right? This is happening every day. And it's happening by advertisers and marketers. What they do is they want to get a message into people that are prone to accepting this message and then acting on it. So it's, it's kind of like this. If I keep showing you an image, if I keep giving you a written or a verbal message over and over and over, and it, it relates to you in some way that I figure out, even if you're not paying attention to it, your subconscious mind will open and that message will go in unbeknownst to you. And as it goes in, if it goes in a few times, you'll begin to act on it and you won't even realize you're acting on it. What's the reason for this? The reason for this is that the subconscious mind is completely deductive in nature. It cannot reject anything. It cannot reject, and it can't think. It can only accept. So what did people figure out? The, the, the great psychiatrists and psychologists of the world a long time ago figured out how is this happening? How are these messages getting in unbeknownst to somebody's consciousness? Because once the consciousness is developed, not only do we have the ability to think, not only do we have the ability to choose, which is our greatest power, but we have the ability to reject an idea that we don't want to take in. We can say, I don't believe this. And then think, I need to see if this is true or not before I consider accepting it. How is this actually possible? It's, it's done because in the conscious mind, we have both inductive and deductive reasoning. Inductive is where our critical thinking lies. So what do advertisers do? They figure out how to shut off your, your inductive thinking. What are they using now that shuts off induct, inductive thinking? Fear. Fear. If I can use fear, I go to your innate mind, I trigger your, literally, your genetic ability to think to stay alive. So you're going into some kind of fight or flight. Your brain is taking in a message that is identifying what the fear is and what the fear looks like. And it's, it's happening thousands and thousands of times every day. Every time, every time you go on the internet, every time you listen to the news, every time you're on social media, you're being literally introduced to all these messages. And as that happens in your subconscious mind, it's changing the how you think. 
Now, in the beginning, it was not as bad as it is now. We're 18 months into this thing. It's constant everywhere you go. And we're bombarded by it, even though we don't want to hear it. But underneath everything in our genetics, in, in the genetics of all life, is this condition to adapt to the environment to survive. When it's constant fear and threat, the, the mind, the nervous system is adapting to that in some way. It has to, because the, the, the idea behind it is that if we don't adapt to this, the species will die. Forget the virus. We have to adapt to it. So what do you think it's going to adapt to get you to do something to shut off the fear mechanism? It is causing you to pay more attention in your, in your thinking mind to what the fear is and then form thoughts in order to make you feel more safe and certain, even if you don't know it's true. Your subconscious mind can't tell whether it's true or not. It happens before you consciously even think whether this is true or not because it shuts off your inductive reasoning. While you're watching it, while the fear is engaged, and you might think to yourself, well, I don't have any fear around any of this stuff. That's great. Some people do have the ability to block it out, probably because they have developed their mind to just a little bit different level of thinking, but most people have not. So what ends up happening is that they look, they're watching, they're thinking about what is being said or what they're reading, and as they're looking at it, they're thinking, oh, Look at this issue. Is this issue going to affect me? So they're now asking a question. They're letting it in by asking the question. It's kind of like when the moment that I let it in, the moment I ask the question, I've shut off my inductive reasoning ability. I'm not saying I don't want to hear this. I don't believe this. I'm making a choice not to believe this. I'm saying, is this going to affect me? Over. Over. If I'm sitting somewhere having a conversation, it's in the background and I'm talking about something else, if it registers in my subconscious mind as a fear, over. It's already going in. Unbeknownst to you. Unbeknownst to you. The mind is extremely good at picking up threats. You got to think about something that's very interesting. Human beings do a lot of stupid shit. And we have, as long as we have ex existed, right? The fact that most people don't even know what's real in the world and what's not real in the world, and they were given some kind of a belief on how to live just in a very specific reality because it changes so slowly that they're able to survive in that reality, but they don't make much progress, is very true. It is very true. And because of that, and our subconscious mind learning how to survive, we adapt very quickly if we can adapt to something that is important to adapt to. Back in the day, it was, you know, a tiger in the woods or something like that. But we're very sensitive to information and, and, and energy that is not good to us. So the subconscious mind's always reading what's going on around you to see if it picks up anything that's dangerous that it knows is dangerous. Every day, the danger level and what we're aware of is being expanded. Expanded. Okay? Now, that message goes through your deductive reasoning into the subconscious mind where it starts to form images of new and impending dangers that are around you. As it does that, it's also creating different patterns of how to deal with it. So the information that you take in to try to find out what do I do, how do I make a choice, if you're not careful and it's wrong, it will develop a pattern around that idea. Now, the danger of that 
is that that's where the belief starts. If you believe that that pattern, because a bunch of people are saying it, is true, and that that's your way out, then you will not think of anything else. And this is a problem that we have all over the world right now. People thinking that their thought is true, and the other problem that we have is that people in free societies are not able to communicate with people that are making the decisions so that we're putting really educated people together so that we have a broad spectrum of intelligence on what's happening so that we actually can solve these big problems that we're facing right now. They're being completely shut out. Completely shut out. However, they're trying. Many people are trying. So they go to very different places on the internet where they can actually get through. And people searching for other answers go there, but we don't know if it's true or not. We don't know if the government's true. We don't know what's true because we can't get our hands on the information most of the time. So we end up making different analogies for ourselves. That's dangerous. You have to consistently look for what's true, and you have to verify what's true. And you can't buy into somebody else because they say something. If anything we know for sure is that rumors pass through the world, you know, like, like absolute, it's nuts. It's totally crazy. So how do we evaluate a decision to make a decision based on truth rather than fear? We get very clear on where our thinking is coming from first and foremost. Is it coming from a fear based in our subconscious mind, a story that we already have or somebody else is telling us? Or are we critically thinking about what we're observing and we're using outside information to find out if it's true? If it's coming from inside information and you don't already have the, 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 the education to find out if it's true, you're just basing it on some other situation, it's not true. You are making that up. You are making that up. I don't care how right you think you are. I don't care how logical it seems to be. You're still making it up. Now, you might be right. You absolutely might be right. But you have to verify that you are. Yes, that's tough. It's tough today to do that. But to just spread that information without verifying it first is dangerous. Because we can't then sort through what's true and what's not true. Right? Okay. The next thing is how to regulate control over your own emotions in the face of uncertainty. I'm going to talk about this in a second here. But this is a place that completely blows people's minds out into the ether of all kinds of ideas. Right, Steph? Isn't that what we see with yes. emotions? Yes. You want to talk about that for a second? Well, I was actually going to ask you to. Um, you know, one of the things that we promised is, yes, how to make a decision. But more importantly, it's really tough to make a decision when you're feeling fear and anxious all the time. And you've constantly got this, this thought in the back of your mind of what if, or when is the shoe going to drop, or what's going to change next, or how is this going to impact my business, or how is this going to impact how I pay my employees, how is this going to impact my children, how is this going to impact my relationship. So can you just spend just a few minutes talking about really how to control your emotions in the face of such uncertainty? Yeah, yeah, I am. All right, so here's, let me show you something else. When... You are being controlled by your subconscious mind with information that you're not familiar with. Now, that's important. If it's something that's already in your life that you already know is true and correct, you deal with it all the time, that's fine. But if it's something different, it's triggering you emotionally, there's a very interesting pattern that's taking place that's also very dangerous for you. Because, listen, even when times are great, when people make decisions based on what I'm going to show you and not based on truth, 
they end up building a life out of imagined ideas that are not correct for them, and then that becomes their reality. Because if one, the one amazing thing about human beings is that each and every one of us has an amazing ability to create. However, we also have a conscious choice to create good and bad things, and we also have an unconscious choice that we can create good and bad things. But if we can't tell the difference, very often we make the decision based on what we're emotionally attached to, right? That's how people get in trouble of making bad decisions for themselves and don't know how to get out. So here is where something we call our emotional mind. The emotional mind. Here is the thinking mind. Okay, we have senses. We see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. All of the information in our environment is coming through our senses. But the senses don't perceive what the information is. It filters it to an appropriate part of the brain that then makes sense of it based on stored information. So when we come up, when you're triggered by something, the first thing that happens is you feel the emotion, and that emotion, based on ingrained patterns of thinking, feeling, and behavior, tells your conscious mind what to think about that. So you're not actually th critically thinking about it. You're thinking based on past experience. And it may be direct or indirect, meaning that it might be something that you're very familiar with that triggers you in some way, and you already have a, a, a preconceived idea of how to think about it because you've thought about it many times before, or it's an area that's something that you're familiar with that it tells you that this is how you need to think about it. Because another thing that the, that the mind does is that it looks at something and it says, is this familiar or unfamiliar? Is this familiar or unfamiliar? Do I know what this is or do I not know what this is? And if I know what this is, then it says, what is this like? I either have experienced it before or what is it like? Is it like anything else that I know or I have dealt with? So it pattern recognizes to things that it thinks are similar. And it will literally cause you to think something about an experience that you had with something similar and you will attach the same meaning, belief, and causation and response to it without ever understanding that it's not the same in any way. It just appears the same because you're looking at it through the filter of past experience. The idea that so, so many problems that we have in life that people will not let go of because they're seeing through a filter of past experience that it was bad, but they 100% believe in what they're experiencing, it is in their reality, they're only perceiving it that way. But when they develop a need to be right, we're in trouble. If you have the need to be right, you need to do everything that you can to let it go. So there's two needs that are very unproductive. The need to be right and the need not to be wrong. The need not to be wrong. Now, why would we develop these? Because if we're in any kind, human beings are competitive, first of all, right? All life is competitive at a genetic level. When kids are in the environment, they compete with each other all the time. They're trying to find who they are, what they are, how do I show up in this environment? How do I socialize? How do I get all my needs met? And when they start hanging around other kids, it's an enormous competition that they've never experienced before. So their mind is going in a, in a lot of different directions, but begins to focus on things that they think are very important. If they have to have control over a situation, 
they will develop one of two things. If, they're, like, if there's a constant threat in a person's life and they figure out how to get over that threat and it's the only way they figured it out, they will develop the need to be right or the, the need not to be wrong. Let me tell you how it shows up in your life different. The need not to be wrong will show up as a person who does not like conflict. In their mind, they'll tell themselves they're right, but they will move themselves, remove themselves out of the situation so they don't have to get in conflict with another person. Okay? The need to be right will usually show up in conflict so strong that another person, even if they are right, will just say, oh, screw this. I'm not arguing with this person. This person's, they don't know what they're talking about. And they will stick to that need to be right, even when showed evidence that they're wrong. Because it's not a logical program in their mind. It's a program based on safety and control, which, which trumps logic if they haven't learned how to think or how to get, how to actually work with their emotional maturity so that the emotions are not causing them to think. They're thinking, and then they attach it to the appropriate emotion, right? People that do not have emotional maturity, that raise children, I'm not saying these are bad people. They're not. They're just ignorant. They have not been taught this, right? If they, have, if they don't have emotional maturity, they will react emotionally based on their program to their children in many different ways and attach the same emotional or opposite belief in their children's minds with, the, with an emotional response that is the same or opposite. But it's not productive because the kid never learned how to think. They never learned how to think. So it's, it's a very fascinating thing. And do not ever, ever, ever associate that skill with success or education. It is a very unique skill. A person has to learn it. And it's easy to learn, right? It's not difficult to learn. But a person has to seriously want to change those things because they realize what's actually happening is they're being manipulated by the, their past and they're allowing it to be in their life. And when they find out that most of the things that they look at actually aren't true, they're just insisting on it. And what the problems that it's causing in their life, they'll usually change it. So we have to be very cautious that when something comes in from an outside source, that triggers us emotionally, and that emotion then causes us to think something, if you see yourself going into the need to be right around it without any evidence, you know you tricked yourself. You absolutely know that you tricked yourself. Okay? Now, there's an idea here that is, is very important. Number one, you have to limit the amount of negative information that is coming into your life. You have to find sources that are verifiable, true sources of the most honest information you can get. And always realize this, any information coming from an outside source should have some evidence that they will admit when they're wrong. That's what true journalism was based on. They would admit immediately if they were wrong. When you see any kind of entity put information out and they, and they find out they're wrong and they don't admit it, you can't trust them ever again. You can't because they're not telling you what they're getting out in the field. They're telling you what they want to believe based on a narrative. All right? So really think about that. The next thing you have to do is you have to shut yourself off from anybody that's telling you things that's not verified. If you know that you have people in your life that are constantly coming from fear and insecurity, you need to stop listening to them and you need to encourage them in some way if you can right? You can't tell anybody what to do, but encourage them to really check on what they're thinking and how, how more dangerous it is to, to make up something in your mind out of your imagination 
than it is to follow something that isn't true at all. What evidence do you have in your mind of how to keep yourself safe if you completely made it up and it's not true? The whole story is in your mind. That's it. And it's based on something that happened when you were a kid. It's horrific. What are you going to do when you find out it's not true? It might be too late, right? So encourage people. Encourage people how to think. You know, Steph, we see that so much with people over the years. But what's interesting is that people that really want to change, they really step into the idea like, oh, shit, I actually do that all the time. I didn't know I do that. How do I change that? Isn't that right? Yeah, it's absolutely right. And it, it, it kind of brings me to a, a, a little crossroads here. I mean, obviously, we want to get to the rest of this about how to be resourceful. But I think now's a good time for you to let everybody know that you're going to be giving everybody a gift yeah, yeah. that has registered for this program. Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm showing you something that hopefully kind of piques your interest. It's giving you some ideas of what to look out for and what needs to be changed. Actually, though, you, you need more information on this to know the, what to see, how this all works, and how to actually change it. So I did this when the, when it, when the uh, pandemic first started because I immediately saw when they, when they talked about locking people down that most people in the world do not know how to think if all of their resources are shut off. If everything is shut off from what they're already programmed as to how to move in the world. So I did a whole free thing to teach people how to think through this and what to do. I've decided I'm going to do it again, and I've actually added a tremendous amount to it because so much has changed since the first time. Uh, so much has changed in our world, and so much is changing with individuals as far as what they're exposed to and what they're experiencing. It's a four-part uh, program, and I'm doing it for free. Like, there's no charge whatsoever. All you have to do is sign up for it, and I'm, you will learn so much about how you work, and it will immediately change as to what, number one, It'll literally show you something that is really fascinating, that you're not shut down in any way by the things that are happening right now. I can't guarantee that in the future. You know, if, if a country goes totalitarian in some way, I can't guarantee that. However, right now, if you're having problems in your business, if you're having problems sourcing things, anything that you're having trouble with based on what's going on in the world, including your thinking, including your family, including your friends, I'm going to show you how to think and behave literally, so that you can change it instantly, all you have to do is do it, right? And it will completely set you free if you learn how to think this way. So the idea is that we really want you to consider this. There's, like I said, it's, it's no charge. All you have to do is show up and let me take you through the idea of really understanding this so that, and you can also ask me questions about it because it, what I want is you to be clear about how you think so that you can make those choices for yourself without the influence of anybody else. Do you want to give a little more information on this? Yeah, Sarah? yeah. Super simple, guys. I want to make this as clear as possible. I had our team create a slide so you can see it. So, Jake, if you could put that slide up. It's very simple. It starts on Monday. That's this coming Monday. And it's going to run for four days straight. So it's Monday, September 20th through Thursday, September 23rd. And it's for 90 minutes. The first 60 minutes is going to be David teaching. And then we're going to open for live Q&A for the final 30 minutes because we know you have questions about this. We know you all are in unique situations and circumstances that you could really use some support. So 60 minutes of teaching, 30 minutes of um, Q&A. Now, we did not auto-register all of you because I think that's rude. I think you should be given a choice of whether or not you want to participate in this program. So if you do, 
please go ahead and click on the link or actually you can't click on the link in the slide, but it's super easy. You can, you can write it down and go ahead and click. I think my team is posting it in chat as well. And it's just going to ask for your name and email address. You click it. You're going to get all the, the access details. It will be Zoom each day. And I really want to emphasize all of you, please make sure that your Zoom is updated. They just came out with an update this morning. And I think that's why we've had some, some um, issues today, especially with some of our overseas people being able to hear and see us. So please make sure your Zoom is updated. But it will start on Monday and go all the way through Thursday. And the idea is to really support you during this time to help you feel like you have your head, head straight, that you're thinking clearly, that your feet are firmly on the ground, and that you can see opportunities that are all around you, even though fear is being permeated everywhere. So I think that's all I have to say about that. It's really quite simple. If you'd like to join us, go ahead. The other thing is, is if you can't make it all four days at that time, not a big deal. If you register, you'll be sent all the replays and the recordings. So you can listen to it whenever you want. And those are yours to keep for forever. And again, this is no cost to you. David's doing it completely free. Hey everyone, BT here. I just wanted to jump in at this area of the show to make sure and provide you with the link that Steph is referring to. It's www.davidnagel.com forward slash H-T-N-U-P dash T-S-M. One more time, that's www.davidnagel.com forward slash H-T-N-U-P dash T-S-M. Go ahead and type that in your browser or click the link in the show notes below. That'll take you to a page where you can completely register for this free four-part series that David is doing starting this coming Monday. Also, if you like this content, we'd encourage you to go over to the YouTube channel as well. You can click the link in the show notes also, and you can see the entire program in its entirety from earlier on this week. So we'd love for you to join us next week. We'd love for you to join us on YouTube. Do what you can. Share this with a friend. You don't want to miss it. One more time, it's www.davidnagel.com forward slash H-T-N-U-P dash T-S-M. This is the best way for you to learn how to navigate uncertainty. All right, back to the show. Let's finish this off, shall we? Yeah. yeah All yeah. right. So the last thing that we wanted to talk about was really how to tap into your innate resourcefulness. Yeah. It's yeah. really important during times of crisis or during times of uncertainty that you really go to the truth in terms of, I would say, the law of polarity. If you have a desire, then there has to be a way. So can you give our give the audience some tips on how to really tap into their innate resourcefulness yeah. going forward? Yeah, I'm going to do the law of polarity when we go into the recorded part. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So what's really interesting about human beings is that we have all the evidence right in front of us to basically suggest that either we have no limits as far as what we can create or the limits that we actually have are so far away that you probably and our kids and our grandkids probably will never see those limits in our lifetimes. Um, there's a lot of evidence for this. Now, there's also people that disagree with it, but there's always been people that disagree with it. There was a postmaster in the 1800s said that everything that can be invented is invented. Well, I wonder what he would think if he could see us today. The, the idea is, 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 is pretty simple. 
but it's complex if your emotional story gets involved with it. So here's the, here's the deal. Our brain is unbelievable, but the information that we do things by mostly is in the universe. All the information that ever was or ever will be is 100% present in all places at all times. The people that invented everything that is made by human beings, they did not create the information to do it. They tapped into the information to do it. That information's not in their mind. It comes to their mind. It comes to their mind. Now, what is important to know is the way that they think, the way that they think to perceive that information that's in the universe is very important. Why? Because the way you think controls not only what you receive as far as information in your consciousness, but it controls what you perceive in your physical reality. Everything that you perceive in your physical reality, you have a meaning for most of the time. But realize something that's fascinating. That meaning was given to you by your ancestors. Human beings created the meanings for things. And we pass those down generationally, and we find out that either they work, they're either, they either function very well in society, or they're detrimental. So it's always something that's consistently changing in life, but the foundation of it is that you didn't create it, it was given to you. Not only do you give everything meaning, but what you understand to be true is based on your ancestors. Doesn't make it true. Doesn't make it true. Underlying inside of every person is the ability to succeed, the ability to think, an individual purpose, the drive to get there. It's in every person. It is innate in all human beings. The only reason some people don't get to it is because they've lived a life that was so conditioned that they can't in some way, with some language, it's different for everybody, that it's so predominant in their thinking and in their perception of their world that they can't get to other, any other thought that's true. All they do is go through life defending that belief. So we always have to be on the lookout for are we perceiving things in a way that they're not true as far as how we're thinking about how things work. Now, we're in, a, like I said, we're in a very interesting situation. Most people are reacting to what's going wrong, what they perceive is going wrong. This is an error. This is an error. What we have to do is think about where do we want to go. You need to think as an individual and get clear on your outcome. Why? Because if you consistently look at what's wrong, it will at some point overtake your consciousness and you will not be able to see a way out. Then you will become a detriment to yourself and that's where some people actually become a detriment to other people. Because all they see, it, it literally consumes them. And they start acting on it based on the belief. They get 100% locked in the need to be right. And very few of those people can ever be gotten to in their mind because they've come from a place of extreme fear and they shut off any kind of critical thinking in their mind. It's interesting how human beings can completely perceive one object or one idea and then have a totally different understanding of what that is. And somebody could be right and somebody could be wrong and it's very difficult to convince the other person without somebody being open to thinking, right? And this, and listen, nobody, nobody is not, uh, um, uh, can be 
be this way. Like everybody in the world has the potential for this to happen in their life under the right conditions. Even people that know how to think, if they're not consciously aware of how they're perceiving something and asking very important questions about important things, they can get totally sucked into a narrative that's not true. So the idea is that you, th if this fear is causing you to think, be aware of it immediately. And then number one, eliminate that. Now the next thing is get clear on what you want. Many of you might not know what you want. That's okay. That's okay. But start focusing on it because what you have to do is get the mind to calm down so that it can open up to the clarity of what you want. Once you get clear on what you want, you can start walk, working a plan to get it, to move toward it. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. But what it will do is take you in a different direction from what you currently perceive that you have to be afraid of. Because if anything is true in our world, this is not the first time the world has been in chaos. The world has been in chaos many, many times. And it has the potential for good and health and life to come back to it when everybody gets on the same page instead of fighting each other over it. The question is, when's that going to happen? We don't know. So what do you want? The only thing you can, you have to change yourself first before you can even work with anybody else anyway. And then there's this. This is very important. Stop trying to change people's minds that you don't know, if you're involved in that, and start looking for people that are thinking about how productive ways to turn things around. Because only rational discourse will turn it around. It will never change by fighting. That will only get us into a really bad situation. Why? Because generally, it's the most evil that wins in that kind of a scenario. Because there's no limit to what that kind of a person will do. There's no limit. And we know that. We know that by experience. We know that by education. We know that by history. We know that by history. Right? We don't want history to repeat itself. We want people that are good, have good intentions, and are open to thinking to create new ideas how to solve problems that humanity is suffering from. Be part of that solution. Right? And you'll also feel really great about yourself. What do you think, Steph? I think that's great. Perfect. <laughs> and I think we're at time. Yeah. So... For those of you who are with me live, I want you to just hang on for a second. Uh, I have a little favor. Um, this is a free program. So if you know of someone who's struggling with this, they're struggling with anxiety, they're a, a fellow business owner, they're having a difficult time controlling their thinking, please feel free to pass this on to them. This is not closed to anyone. We would love to help as many people as possible. So if you know someone that could benefit, send them the URL, copy and paste it right now, pop it in an email and say, hey, you've got to check this out. It's starting on Monday. This class is not a prerequisite for the four-part training that's starting on Monday. So thank you for sharing with your friends, family, colleagues, anyone that you think could really benefit from this. Thanks so much for coming, everybody. Once again, please go ahead and click to register for the How to Navigate Uncertainty four-part program. Uh, team is popping that link in the chat. It's also located below me. Um, so copy it, paste it, click it, opt in, send it to your friends. We look forward to seeing you right back here at Team Nagel Studios on Monday at 2 o'clock Eastern. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.